Welcome to the Core Women Podcast. My name is Dr. Summer Watson. I'm a doctor of psychology, podcaster, published author, coach, producer of documentary empowerment films, and empowerment seminars. This podcast is a special place for the hearts and souls of women. It is a place where women share their journeys, strength, resiliency, strategy, and passions. Today on the show, I'd like to welcome Ronice Felicia Latta, who is a CEO of New Levels LLC, a firm designed to help develop, equip, and empower men and women to pursue a purpose-driven life. Ronice also spent 26 years in various accounting positions before shifting her talents to authorpreneurship. Her debut book, The Layover Devotionals for When You're Between Where You Were and Where You're Going, was released January 2020. We have so much to talk about, Ronice. Welcome. Thank you, Summer. So nice to be with you today. It's so nice to have you. So let's jump right into talking a bit about your personal background, and then we'll go on to talk about some of your very pivotal moments in your life. Okay. So on a personal note, I am a married woman of 25 years. I am the mother of two children, a son who's a college student and who is on track to graduate in May of this year from NC State University in Raleigh, North Carolina. Yay! Yay. (laughs) And I am also the mother of a beautiful daughter um, who is a sophomore in high school and who is on track to turn 16 in about five days. Yes, yes, yes. I'm also a a daughter um, and a sister. And I am a former, I'll say former accountant. No, let me put it this way. I am an accountant turned author. Because once you're an accountant, you never stop being an accountant. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. It's it's, it's just who you are. (laughs) Right. And that was part of your DNA, so to speak, for 26 years. And I don't think it'll ever leave, right? (laughs) That's right. That's right. I mean, I was an accountant at GE Capital for a little over 26 years. And so I started to say former because that was my career, you know, at another time. But it will always be part of who I am. (laughs) I'm dealing with numbers every day in some capacity. Right, right. You know, it's so funny when uh, kids say, I will never use this. Uh, you will be surprised. You won't <laughs> use your math. You will use your numbers. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, and especially with me moving into an entrepreneurial space. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Boy, what a great skill to have. Seriously. Yeah, yeah. Especially being an entrepreneur and looking at numbers. So let's go right in. Um, into some pivotal moments in your life. Can you touch on those moments where you were confronted by some major challenges? Oh, yeah. Let's just go back to 2015 summer. (laughs) (laughs) 2015 April it was. Um, Yeah, I I was at uh, G Capital, as I said, working. And I'll never forget the day when the announcement was made that the company was going to be severing its financial services arm, which meant that they were going to be, in short, laying off my entire commercial real estate business. And it was a shocking day because most people did not see this coming. Um, the company was over 100 plus years. We have been doing well. 
for so long and um, it just was not um, even possible. I thought I would be retiring with the company. And so that started me on a journey that day, although I ended up staying with the company for another um, two and a half years. Um, I was an accounting manager. And so um, thankfully I was able to stay on and help the company um, shut down the business. Um, but in 2017, when I left, I did not know what I was going to do. I really did not know what direction to go in. Um, the two and a half years um, had taken a toll on me and I have begun to see corporate world in a different, from a different lens. And I had started to quite frankly see my life from a new perspective and started questioning if this is what I wanted to do with the rest of my future with knowing how there had begun a trend of companies downsizing and laying people off. And so my dream of retiring with the company as close as I got was snatched away from me. And I really did not want that to happen again. I did not want to intentionally put myself in that position again. And so I started thinking about what it is that I wanted to do. I was at an age, I was at a stage where I wanted to do something more meaningful and I wanted to do more fulfilling work. Now, let me just say my years at, at the company were great. I grew a lot and went there right out of college. Um, I was a lifer, as they say, at the company. So I grew up there, so it was all I knew. So it took some time to come to this conclusion that I did not want to go back to all I knew. But when you want something different, you have to do something different, right? It, right. it, it takes, um, sometimes with cha challenges bring courage. And so somehow, <laughs> somehow I found the courage um, by the grace of God to um, decide to do something way out of my comfort zone. Right. Way, way out of my comfort zone. Well, I'm going to jump in here for a moment because that is a significant impact. That is a significant challenge. That is a significant transition that mm -hmm. you would be going through from having joined a company straight out of college, right? Mm -hmm. And jumping into that company for 26 years. Mm -hmm. Being with that company, did that feel like such a loss? Oh, it was devastating. And it was a huge loss, a loss to the point that I was grieving the loss for a sure. long time. And yeah. I remember after I left, um, you know, I remember the day that I walked out, um, I was so sad. And, and, and unfortunately, it was raining that day. So that added to the whole oh, <laughs> drama. Right. And it rains for us. <laughs> right. And here, here's the other thing. And we've talked about this before. So in our previous conversation, something that really stuck with me that you said was during those 26 years, you celebrated births with your peers and your, your coworkers, devs, uh, weddings. They mm -hmm. were family. Yeah. This was part of your fabric, so to speak. Absolutely. And here you are after 26 years being that young kid coming out of school going into being fresh and new and having these dreams of I'm going to stay with this company. 
And that's where we grew up. That was our mindset. That was how we were conditioned and raised to think we're going to have tenure with a company. We're going to keep going. And this is where we're going to retire. Absolutely. You were on that track for 26 years. Absolutely. This happened. And boy, I could just imagine you walking out of that building, just feeling really disconnected. So how was that transition? How did you cope with that? What was that like for you? Um, Initially, there really was no coping mechanism because I didn't know that I was actually mourning. So it it took some time to even put a name to what I was experiencing. Ah. I initially thought I was just really sad, you know, because my routine had been broken. And being an accountant, you know, I one plus one has to equal two with me. At least it used to be that way. And the fact that I, I didn't, I was a planner, not much of a risk taker. Um, and so everything was pretty black or white for me in, in my world. And so that was just a very um, uncomfortable and unfamiliar space to be in, to not know what was going to happen the next day. And so it took some time to just digest what was happening. And my friends and family were telling me just to enjoy the time off because it was the summer. It was the July. You know, I had never had a summer off. And so I tried to, you know, um, wake up every day, you know, still with a positive mind. Um, Being a Christian, I I am always hopeful and and grateful. You know, I wake up, I try to wake up every morning with a grateful heart. Um, And so that helped me just, but that was just automatically, that wasn't necessarily something that I was very conscious of trying to do. That was just who I was. But Mm -hmm. if I'm going to be totally honest with you, after the months began to pass and I still wasn't sure as to what I was going to do next, that's when the sadness and the heaviness began to weigh upon me. And I never forget having lunch with a friend And I was telling him about how I was having a difficult time shaking the sadness as I referred to it. And he basically said, you're mourning. You're in mourning, you're grieving. And I had to sit with that for a little while because I I didn't make that connection immediately. It took me a few days to really think about that because I had always connected grief with the loss of someone. Right. Not the loss of something. Right. And it absolutely can be a grieving loss process like Kubler-Ross that, you know, there's many stages and we yes. may revisit them later on. But I like that. What you said, though, is that you got up every day now and you you were thankful for every day still. However, you did not recognize that you were in mourning. Mm-hmm. So once you recognize that you were in mourning, where did you go with that? I, I wrote, I, I, I did a lot of writing, a lot of journaling, if you will, um, because that was the only way, excuse me, to deal with the overflow of my grief. Um, so I went to the computer <laughs> gotcha. and I started writing. I, I went to the scriptures, you know, I went to my Bible to find um, searching, you know, searching for um, comfort, searching for guidance, searching for direction. I redirected my um, anxiety, honestly, to the word of God. And instead of trying to totally um, look to myself for the answers, I started looking to God for direction and started asking him, 
what his will was for my life. Because as I said, when I left, I was sad, but there was something within me um, that felt as though I was being released for something, for something greater. I didn't know what that was. I didn't know why I was feeling that way because there was nothing on the horizon as far as I knew. But once I started journaling summer, um, there was a certain peace that began to overcome me. And the way I wrote um, was was um, in inspirational form. I wrote and I was inspiring myself. I was encouraging myself by different circumstances, my circumstances, different things that would happen in a given day to myself or a friend or something I would hear. And it was somehow everything was starting to just take on this higher level meaning, you know, something would happen in the natural that would um, cause me to think on a higher plane. For example, one day I went to the grocery store and I couldn't find an item that I knew was in a particular aisle. It was always in this particular aisle, but it was not where it normally was. I looked to in front of me for it. I looked to the left. I looked to the right. I looked down. I could not find it. And just when I was about to give up and just say, forget it, I looked up. And there it was, they had moved it to the top shelf. Gotcha. Even in that, that, that mundane experience of just going to the grocery store <laughs> and looking for canned good. Mm-hmm. When I looked up and found it, a store, I was inspired to write a story that day about when you, when you get to the point where you're just tired and you're ready to give up instead of giving up, look up. Right. And yeah. for me, it was look up to God right. for help. Gotcha. Yes. And <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and so I was inspired everywhere I turned. And interestingly enough, my writings, as you mentioned earlier, my book was published in January of 2020. My writings turned into a book and I was talking about courage earlier and it took courage for me to even write a book because in the book, you know, it, it, it shows my heart and it shows my vulnerable space. Right. I was going to say, there's a lot of vulnerability there. Were you writing the book off your journal entries or your daily experiences? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then how did that come to fruition? What was the process? Yeah. So I just wrote and wrote for a couple of years. And um, one day I finally let someone look at them. I let my husband read a couple and he thought they were great and recommended I do something with them. And I said, they were just for me. Um, They were just for me. And I really believe that. And then one day I was talking to a friend who um, was, was telling me about her sister was having some challenges and emotional struggles. And I thought of one of my, what I call now, I call devotionals, um, my short story. And I said, I have something I would like to share with her. And so I sent it to her and she was like, oh my God, this is great. And she sent it to her sister and her sister was encouraged. So was she. And so having three people now saying, you should do something with these. um, I still, you would think that would have been enough, but that wasn't enough for me. I still did not jump at the opportunity to become an author. And it wasn't until I saw a television commercial um, one day on Christian television that asked the question, do you want to be a published author? And I felt as though the commercial was speaking to me. 
Um, long story short, I ended up submitting a manuscript to two Christian publishers and to my surprise and delight, they both said yes. Awesome. And I, I chose one and um, worked with them to get my book, book published. And so now I'm a published author with um, TBN, Trinity Broadcast Network, one of the largest, the largest um, broadcast Christian network in the world. And so, you know, I learned from that lesson that it's okay to take your time um, when you're in the space. Um, my, my book is called The Layover, Devotionals for When You're Between Where You Were and Where You're Going. Right, absolutely. And, yeah, and so I've learned in this, in this, that's this season of my life um, that God can turn negative to positive, you know, and, and a lot of times people say when life gives you lemon, make lemonade, right? Right. We, we really do have the choice as people to choose to allow our experiences to either make us bitter or to make us better. Right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Right. And I love that. it's a choice. And every day we wake up with a choice. Right. Absolutely. Every day, no matter what's going on in your life, you, there's, you have a choice to get up or to stay down. Right. Absolutely. And I love, we have a choice to make it bitter or better. And there's only one letter that makes that difference, mm -hmm. you know, and there's one day, one hour, one moment that we can make a difference. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. And the beauty of being human is we always have a choice always. always. So that is something that is a gift. I see that as a gift Yes, because absolutely. we absolutely have a choice. And I think sometimes we forget that we forget that we have a choice or we feel like maybe our choices are taken away, but we must remember that we were given that honor to choose. So absolutely, that so is so good. And, and, and it's just so important for us to remember that, that we yeah. have a choice every day. And not only were we given the freedom of choice, we were all given a gift in general, we all have gifts and talents yes. that um, we were given divinely um, that I believe are tied to our purpose. Right. And that is what I discovered in this season. And so while um, being laid off um, was a devastating experience, it's not something I would have chosen for myself. I also know that now that I'm on the other side, that there are some things that we would not choose for ourselves. And so life happens in order to push us into purpose. Adversity can lead us to our destiny if you allow it to be. You have to have an open heart and an open mind um, in order to grow. Oh, I truly believe that. I absolutely believe that. And I also believe that sometimes things that push us things that are the most challenging are where we learn the most amazing lessons. And so winning all the time or being successful all the time, a lot of times it's so, that's easier, right? Mm -hmm. But the challenges mm -hmm. aren't. And yet when we go through them, do you get back up? What do you do when you get back up? Are you kind to yourself? Are you forgiving? What are your steps? So you've told us about some of your steps, which I really love. Thank you for doing that. And thank you for telling us about your vulnerability because I think that a lot of times we don't talk about that. And so people feel like I'm the only one going through mm -hmm. this, right? Mm -hmm. And they're not, let's be honest. 
to be human is to err. It's to have vulnerabilities. It's to, there's so many things and we're human. So we're all going to go through similar things just because of the pure, the nature of being human. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and what I've learned is that when we're vulnerable, we inherently give others permission to be vulnerable. Absolutely. And Absolutely. people are waiting to be able to be real and to share their experiences with someone who can relate. And so my story I see resonates with everybody, particularly in the day and age in which we're living in with how much transition and how much change, you know, has been occurring over this past year. Absolutely. Well, let's go on and talk a little bit about your company, New Levels. Yeah. And so the, the book gave birth to a business, you know, it, 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 as I um, started my book tour and started speaking to people and going around doing um, different interviews and what have you, I was so um, surprised and ecstatic at the feedback that I was receiving from people, again, with the story resonating with so many who um, have been in the place of a layoff or who are currently in a place of a layoff or people who were just thinking about um, transitioning from what they were doing to doing something different. And so um, this gave opportunity for me to start speaking, doing motivational speaking. And as I continued to walk and, and talk, I was like, you know, there's something to this. Um, you know, there's something to encouraging people to walk in purpose. You know, it's, it's not... Sometimes people just need permission. You know, if they can't give permission to themselves when they see someone else, they're doing something that they've always wanted to do or and have not had the courage to do. Um, you're almost giving them permission to go for it, you know? And so I, I, I thought about how my life has been, been brought to a new level, you know, a whole nother level um, again, I, I went from being an accountant sitting um, at a corporate desk and, you know, in conference rooms at meetings to now being in a library and being on television and being on radio, being on podcasts, yes, <laughs> you know, yes, doing yes. things that I never even dreamt of right. um, and encouraging people, which is something that I always felt like I had the gift of encouraging others. I, I'm, I call myself an encourager okay, <laughs> because you. it just, um, I have always just been that person that I just truly see the good in people and always, if I can, want to leave people better than I found them, leave a situation better than I found it. And so I believe that's just a gift that was just, you know, I was born with. And so to be in this space of being able to um, talk to people on a daily basis um, and, and it to become a, a business where I'm able to make a difference um, in the life of others is just such a rewarding, fulfilling, and more meaningful life. And I'm very thankful that I've been thrust into this space. Well, thank you for that answer. As we come to the close of the interview, I want to ask you, if people were to pick up your book, what is one thing you want them to walk away with? You know, one thing that I, I love to pen um, when I autograph my books is something very simple. And that is life is filled with transitions. Don't just go through it. 
grow through it. And that is what I would love to, um, I would encourage every listener, everyone who's listening out there to, um, in order to grow, it, it just means you have got to move out of your comfort zone. There's no way around it. Well, thank you for that. And as we end the interview, my last question is, if you were to leave the listeners with some words of wisdom, what would they be? The biggest thing that I have learned that I would share is in this life, do what you can and trust God to do what you cannot. (laughs) Ah, yes, yes, yes. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Ronies, for joining me on the Core Women podcast today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you. If you'd like to learn more about Ronis, Felicia, Lada, go to newlevelswithronis.com or to IG and Facebook, IG Ronis Lada and Facebook Ronis Felicia Lada. If you need a strategic empowerment coach, contact me. If you want to tell your story of empowerment or how you have reconstructed your life to drive change, send me a video or an email of your story providing permission to use it on my social media platforms. If you want to be featured on my podcast, reach out to me at info at corewomen.com. I want to hear from you and to get to know you. You are now part of the Core Women home. Let's get to know each other. Let's learn from one another. Please follow Core Women on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Please let your women friends know about this podcast. If you write about Core Women in your social media posts, please hashtag Core Women. This is all about women. Thank you for taking the time to learn more about Core Women And please stay tuned for continued growth of the core women movement. Let's grow and drive change together.